episode of The Voice Party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by some of the most experienced and skilled in the Bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, at home all around the world, introducing to you this episode of The Voice Party! We got Phil Spruner on the boards, we got JD, we got Natalie, and an esteemed guest. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hello. Do you like that pastor intro? Yes, I did. <laughs> Bring back memories? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good, actually. Yeah. Um, it's been a very relaxing weekend, so I'm not looking forward to work tomorrow. But, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. This we, We've been planning this for a while now. <laughs> I think I asked you to do this before New Year's. It was before New Year's. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've just been... Trying to coordinate schedules, I guess. But. Yeah, and then with the pandemic, you know, it's also like we weren't doing guests in person. Yeah. Because you don't know what that meant and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you, you have a family, you know, I know it's like risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you know, I met you online, obviously, and mm-hmm. you say we've had conversations about stuff that like, I've never really talked with someone that you know about stuff that I've never heard about, like on <laughs> in, in the news or whatever. And yeah. you have, a, yeah, you have a unique point of view as far as like, you know, f- f- feminist views that I've never, mm-hmm. in, in historical things that have happened to women that I've never really talked about or haven't really even seen in, in books. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, we were just talking about this. I was, I was, I, I, when I mentioned to these guys, I, I like, I think of you as a fem, I was, uh, uh, of course a feminist, but, uh, um, activist based on, mm-hmm. you know, what you do. Um, but you say you don't really, um, I mean, obviously I'm very passionate about my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I do discuss it regularly. I'm, I don't hold back. I don't pull punches a lot of times yeah. when I'm online talking about, you know, what I believe in. Um, I have definitely done like volunteer work. Um, I volunteered regularly for a while with Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Um, cause women's rights, women's health has always been a very passionate project, I guess, of mine. Um, yeah. I've pulled back lately. I don't really feel like I'm doing so much of that kind of volunteer or activism type work because A, my job, yeah. <laughs> B, kids, C, I'm back in school. So oh, wow. I don't have a lot of that free time anymore to, yeah. to pursue, but I still like to discuss, you know, what I believe. And of course it ends up bringing me in contact with all kinds of different people and having conversations with them and, I find that very, um, I guess, edifying. And of course, like that's how we met. Yeah, and we're yeah. talking, and it's just a really great way to like pass knowledge on. I guess, you know, when you're meeting new people and discussing new things. I mean, I learn new things too all the time from the people that I talk to. It's not just obviously a one-way street. So. Right. No, definitely. And you just touched on something that I think we've talked about. You know, when you think of Planned Parenthood first thing you think is well, abortions mm-hmm. or, or and that's not all they offer that's like a big no, thing no no um in fact it's about like i think three percent of wow. what their you know yeah. pro- quote-unquote profit margin is i mean the majority of the services they provide are um things like pap smears mm-hmm. and birth control std testing uh things of that nature that's so, the majority of it yeah right? the vast majority and that's not what, and you know because you see all these people with the picket signs outside of a birth uh planned parenthood and it's like like they're murdering babies. Yeah, and it's like that, that's yeah. But if you really think of what they do, like a lot of the women that I know that go, that I've talked to that go, you know, they don't have insurance, mm-hmm. and like they go for stuff that that women need because you know 
women need different things as far as health-wise than we do. Oh, yeah. 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 No, for sure. Um, And it's so funny because, like, the one that I volunteered at, they didn't really do, they didn't perform abortions. I think they did prescribe, like, the um, abortion pill, Mm -hmm. which is what you can take up to, like, nine weeks. But you don't. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, like, the ninth or tenth week of pregnancy. Um, But they didn't actually perform abortions there. But. They still protested anyways because they just saw the name Planned Parenthood. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> no, they're yeah. just like out there. I'm like, really? <laughs> brand names. <laughs> it's a brand name. Yeah. It is. It really is. So um, that was just very interesting because, of course, all the... Because I did, like, escorting. I did help with some fundraising, too, but the primary thing I did was escorting, which is basically, like... Oh, really? Protecting the people coming into the clinic. Oh. And, like, just talking with the different women and their partners because a lot of times their partners would come with them, too, yeah. you know, or a parent. Um and like most of them weren't there for abortion purposes and they're like why are these people screaming at me like wow. i'm here to get pick up my birth control yeah <laughs> like, you know and it's yeah just, they don't oh something break no oh. it's just my keys okay <laughs> um, so yeah it's it's just fascinating because they obviously don't do their research either and they just show up wherever they see the name and they're just out there right with their pickets and their their lovely pictures and screaming calling us all kinds of names that was did fun. anyone ever get physical like you said you no. were escorting okay. no we never had anyone get physical um obviously there's very strict laws about that yeah. they have to remain so many yards away from the actual property line mm-hmm. um so nothing like that it was more just verbal uh, you know, a lot of name calling yeah a lot of yelling mm-hmm. yeah so I got called Nazi, part of the wow. Fourth Reich, kinds of, a witch. I don't know. It was oh all kinds of stuff. That's worse than getting heckled on comedy. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. What I, when we first talked on, mm-hmm. on social media? I remember it was something you posted that like some guy messaged you, and then eventually I saw like it's. You get that like a lot. Oh, and we were actually yeah. talking about this with um, with uh, uh, there was a there was a, another pot local podcast that that came and, and did our show earlier today, and and we were just talking about how you know the difference in how women, you know, how how guys like message women mm-hmm. on social media and like how we communicate with each other when we don't know each other. You know, like yeah, it's a big difference. It is. Yeah, it is, and um, I think a lot of it is they're used to. Women generally in our society are socialized to respond nicely, right? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. We're so for, for compliments, especially. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and but even like when a man man's pushing it, like we don't want to make him angry. We want to still kind of like keep his ego. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. he just don't want to be mean. And so they're not used to a lot. Of, I'm not like mean. Like I don't go out of my way. I don't call people names or anything. It's but, it's awesome when you do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I will just call them out, and I will just stand, you know, sit there and say, you know, this isn't appropriate. Don't yeah. talk to me like this. And they're just like, huh? And they like don't know how to respond to it. So it's, it's just kind of funny. But then yeah, I do sometimes screenshot it and share it because it's kind of like a learning. Take lesson. note. Take <laughs> yeah. note, motherfuckers. Expose. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I don't always expose like their screen names. Yeah, it right. I see that. I yeah. how egregious the, you know, what thing kind, as are saying. What kind of things do they say to you in your? Um, <laughs> it's been all kinds. Mostly, it's you know like hitting on me or you know sexual kind of stuff. But there's all kinds. Like if I say something that they don't like, then sometimes I'll get a DM from somebody that's just straight up like mean from the get-go like trying to argue with me about something because they disagree about something huh? yeah Yeah. that's crazy yeah Yeah. so um 
people get very brave behind a keyboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they're anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's been the biggest thing over the last, especially I don't know, maybe I think it's always been because I remember we I did that. You know, we would we would argue with people on on those chats, those chat rooms back when you know on the was it AOL? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> remember? yeah. Yeah, and, and I remember getting so like, hey man, tell him to go fuck himself. Like I would get so emotional, <laughs> and um, it, it's it's I feel like it's gotten worse mm-hmm. because you know we sit out for the first time as kids. But there's been like new generations growing with that mentality now, and you know a lot of these. Dudes, that, you, that I'm assuming some of them are younger too, right? Oh yeah, most of them. Most of them. Well, I would say probably the majority of them. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some that are around my age. You know, yeah, that yeah. Have said things, and you're just kind of like, "Wow, you're almost 40." <laughs> 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 I would not have known that. But okay. Wow. But no, it, even worse though is just seeing like what my daughters go through online. Oh wow. And the things like that they get from grown men, yeah. even telling them like their age because they're 15 right now. Twin daughters and they're 15 right now, and like just how they say that like, they don't care, and you know asking them for pictures or just saying you know really explicit things to them. Um, wow. Boys calling them names, um, just a whole lot of misogyny, like of yeah. all different kinds, you know. And it's just crazy. Like it does feel like it's worse. Yeah. You know, compared to when even you and I were like right. that age and the internet was in its infancy. Yeah. How's your um, relationship with your daughters? Are they comfortable with like going to you oh, with, yeah. about that stuff? Oh yeah, they'll send stuff. <laughs> they'll show me stuff all the time, and I guess I feel almost like okay, I must have done something right because some of the stuff that they send back to these men, like that is never something I would have said when I was 15 <laughs> years old. Put like, them in their place, or yeah. Oh my god, they don't take no shit. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's it good. Is. But yeah, no, we're really, we're really close. We're really open about that stuff. So. That's that's been like that's probably like the biggest nightmare as far as having kids, like what they, who they're talking to on the internet, what they're saying and what's being told to them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I grew up watching to Catch a Predator. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the internet's safe now. <laughs> no. No. no, not even for adults. No, not at all. Um, and I guess that's why I, my biggest, I guess thing that I would say to parents is just try to have as good a relationship with your children as possible because the better your relationship is the more open they will be about discussing these things with you and the less likely they will be caught up by you know a predator or you know someone trying to prey on them so yeah no I I I think about like when I mean I was never on social media but I think about as a child like how innocent I was or not even a child just as a teen like hey do you want to come over and play some video games like, yeah sure take me your address you know yeah. I, pr- I probably would have fallen for some you, your kidneys would have been sold in the black market <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> they test me they see I have high blood pressure at 11 oh no no <laughs> we're good <laughs> take him home take him home yeah, give him a ride yeah um, that that's for, like being a parent in today's age we're like, like that that's that, that I guess, I mean, I don't know if that's prevented me from having kids at this age, but I think about that a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I could go back and do things over again, which don't get me wrong, I mean, I love my children, but I had my daughters at 19. Mm. <laughs> wasn't exactly like I was thinking about mm-hmm. what it was going to be like to raise a child 10, 20 years from now. You know, it was, you when you're 19, your brain still isn't fully developed and you're very much in the here and now and you don't always think about long-term consequences and... Obviously, I think if I'd waited till I was a little older, 
and was more aware of these things, oh, yeah. I might have made some different decisions. But but the fact that your kids, that you and your daughters have that close relationship, that's still a plus. Cause it it's is. Like, it that's, is. That's very important, and it's nice to hear that they're comfortable with you. Just, just for the simple fact that if, you know, if they were to be in a situation where it's bad or, like, you know, they're meeting up or it's just a little bit more than, like, flirting or whatever, like... Y- you'll be there. Oh, you yeah. Know? I've told him that because I didn't have that as a child. So I've always told him, like, no matter what, like, even if you think I'm going to get mad, like, just call me. Like, I don't care. I yeah. will come get you no matter where you are, yeah. no matter what you've done. Mm-hmm. Like, just call me. And they have. Like, they've always, like, my daughter did leave with friends one time and she got lost and she couldn't find her way home and she was, like, calling me, come get me. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, the find my iPhone thing so I can yeah. see where she was. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, I'm on my way. But, you know, it's, I didn't have that growing up, so it was, like, very important for me to, like, like, drill that into their brain. Like, mm-hmm. you have me no matter what. Like, yeah. there isn't really anything you could ever do that would make me so angry. <laughs> like, I would disown you or anything like that. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen, so. Yeah, no, I, that's extremely, you know, and especially in today's age, that's awesome to have that. Um, yeah. I, I, um... I was going to say something right now. I just they totally like what we were talking about. Um, one thing that I wanted to discuss with you is along the topic of, of the in everything that we're talking about. Um, I realize how like, especially as I've gotten older, like more the most women have had some kind of experience with stalkers. Yes. That's <laughs> I didn't realize how much that really did happen. You know, yes. as a dude, we're kind of. You know, we don't really ever. I mean, we. I, I. I've never had a stalker. Have you guys ever had a stalker? I've that never you know had a. Of. Never. <laughs> that, or, that, Honestly, yeah. I wish. I wish I had. I would probably be a like female stalker. <laughs> I would That's marry myself. I'd be like, look, I've never been. Love me. <laughs> come on. You know, to a certain well, extent, oh, you, you. You were right outside my door. Would you like to come in for some breakfast? <laughs> to a certain Let's extent, talk about this. She's like, no, I want your the organs. You yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Really for a different reason, if a woman's talking, you have <laughs> yeah. for that. I know. <laughs> the, would you say like that's the majority yes. have had some kind of you know? Most of my women friends or women yeah. that I've had conversations with have had some sort of stalker. I mean, oh. myself included. Of course, mine wasn't like a stranger. It was my ex. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, still, yeah. yeah. He was a little intimidating. I mean, it was, it was bad enough I had to get a restraining order. So, I Ooh. mean, yeah, that's the closest that I've had to that experience. Um, but it's very common because even is. like, like we've talked rejecting a guy. Oh, yeah. Face to face is can you know depending on that guy's level of whatever it can be kind of a a dangerous experience well yeah women have died i mean i read stories in the news um and there was one relatively recently where like he came back to the party and shot her because she rejected him i think this is yeah i think this is in southern california it was in the last like six months or so but there's been others you know where women get killed or they get beat up because they say no to a guy and it's like not even a guy they know you know and some stranger that they meet at a club or Mm -hmm. bar it's just crazy that kind of keeps me up like with like my sisters I mean not mm-hmm. all, all women of course but like I think about the women I know when it comes to that kind oh, of yeah. thing you yeah. know yeah. yeah um and uh yeah it's crazy because we, we were talking about this earlier if if I met you know one of my best friends and he was a certain way to women we mm-hmm. I wouldn't know it mm-hmm. because we you know a guy to guys 
a lot of the times you, you you have certain guys give off hints that oh this fucker's crazy you know? yeah there's something wrong there's something wrong with this guy yeah mm-hmm. but then there's there some that I read about or you know where like their friends like wow he didn't he didn't seem that way at all see that coming no? he was so stalking quiet. you know yeah he, he well, well, quiet is kind of a big one <laughs> that's a big one yeah, yeah. So kind. but it's like it's more common than than like we realize like yeah. it's 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 scary to think about man and and you know i'm not saying i i have that in me or whatever but like I, certain guys like you can see it like why well, is that in me too you know what i'm saying no. And that's why I wanted to. Ha- <laughs> no, I'm, saying, I'm not saying. I'm not, but you, you get what I'm saying, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you see it in a lot of fucking dudes, and it's like, is that just a, you know, is that just something that we're kind of? Is it in my DNA? Is it in my yeah. DNA? Like, if the right, I know it's not. The right social triggers happen. Would you end up like that? Right. Who's to say? I mean, I don't know how much studying psychologists have devoted to stalkers fucking to psychologists have become stalkers themselves <laughs> <laughs> so it's like yeah exactly <laughs> no that's actually true i mean sometimes it's like the more they learn that language of psychology and like how the brain works it's oh like yeah the scarier it makes them that, yeah hannibal lecter yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. uh you you had you were just meant, uh talking about your upbringing too mm-hmm. that's uh, that's kind of ties into what i wanted to talk about with your kids as far as belief because mm. we've talked about belief before and like how are you like do you want them to have a christian no no okay. no um i've raised them very open okay they can believe whatever they want nice um one of my daughters says she's an atheist. Um, she doesn't believe in anything. My other daughter likes witchcraft. Oh, okay. She's oh. very into paganism nice. and like mm-hmm. nature. So yeah. I'm like, okay. I mean, she's 15. Could be a phase. Could last the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't really. To we me, support it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. bother me one way or another. Um, yeah. It's funny though because she just broke up with her boyfriend that she's been with for a year and a half because he's Catholic, oh. and he was not very supportive, and it was getting to a point where he was like. They just were clashing all the time, especially about like yeah. religious type stuff, and he wasn't supportive of it. And we had a lot of conversations, and I told her, you know, look, no matter how much you might like him or think he's a good guy, like he and you don't have the same value system. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah be you, you really just hard. No, I, 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 that sounds like an awkward pairing. Like, there's got to be some part of him looking at her, at her and going, you know, in 1511, we would have burned you i don't mm-hmm. yeah Are you sure yeah. you haven't considered converting to my side of the street i'm dude? trying to save you <laughs> yeah there's something creepy yeah. about people that come up to you trying to save you like you don't fucking know me yeah. dude oh, I know. <laughs> it's like look i you know i will I'm, i, I don't, don't get me wrong yeah, i need no, saving but <laughs> I mean, but I, you know you don't I, know me ideally it's not that they're trying to save you they're <laughs> trying to i know i get it to save you right yeah. right yeah, yeah. If they're really just trying to save you in their own minds, they have an ego problem, uh-huh. or they, or they have. <laughs> or they want to be a therapist. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. Like, with someone that thinks they're saved, yeah, I think we talked about this. Oh yeah, there's a creepiness to that. Like mm. you make no mistakes. Like you know. Well, I. It's I, not that you don't make any mistakes. No, but like that, you, you have a place in heaven. Like, come join us. That's a creepy thought mm. to have. Would, would you? Would you? <laughs> um. Yes, I mean when you're in the in the middle of it and you grow up that way though, you don't see it that way, right? Mm-hmm. You just see it as like I have something great and I want to share it with everyone else, right? Like mm-hmm. this is what's waiting for me after I die and I want this to be waiting for you too. Yeah. Um 
So <laughs> when you're on the outside looking in, though, you're kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't see it that way. <laughs> you mean we can't celebrate Halloween? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, not, not all of them in that extreme. No, I know. But, I'm just, I'm just. But yeah. yeah, there's some of them that are. Yeah. And yeah. I, I brought up, we talked about cancel culture before on the show. And I, I've said, well, you know, growing up in the Bible Belt, like cancel culture is nothing new if something was considered to be demonic or whatever Mm -hmm. then the whole bible belted right into that tv station and go can you please get that witch rita repulsa off the power Mm -hmm. rangers Mm -hmm. that you can vouch for this right that's an actual thing yeah rita 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 repulsa they wanted her off of the well you know i'm just using that as an example but i mean the difference between modern day cancel culture and that is that Modern day cancel cultures is successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that's part of the reason why I'm like so anti cancel culture. I yeah. just it's really become a big deal to me actually more recently. But I've always kind of been anti cancel culture. But I think a lot of it is because the way I was raised. You know, it's like we canceled everyone that didn't believe what we believed, and even other Christians that didn't believe what we believed. So yeah, you know. It, now I'm all about wanting to hear people that think differently than me and wanting to have those discussions and wanting to have those open, you know, free flow of ideas and, and debates. And you can't have that if you're just shutting people down that don't mm-hmm. agree with you. Yeah. You know, every little piece of your ideology. And I'm seeing a lot of that happening lately. Um, maybe you talk about politically, it's like both on the right and the left. You know, you see a lot of these, you know, cancel culture, canceling everyone that doesn't like agree with you right down to the letter of your ideology. And it's just... So I annoying. think it's unfortunate. Yeah. 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 It, you, have you, I know you've, you've gotten attacks from both sides, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <That's> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I get attacked from both sides. Which is more aggressive? The left. The left. That's yeah. what I, 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 yeah, I can see that too. Cause the right kind of wants to be left alone in a way. Right. I feel. Well, I'm not really part of their tribe, so for the most part, they leave me alone. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I think maybe if I was more part of their tribe, so oh, to speak, yeah. like, it would be more aggressive. But since I've always considered myself more of a left-wing person, at least since my college days, yeah. I get more pushback from them when I say things that they don't like to hear, so. And it's, mm. and it's not even uh, I disagree with you, because this, this isn't like we talked in comedy, too, is that... It's not a, I, we disagree, we want you gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want you to be able to do this anymore. Like, yeah. Completely. They want people to deplatform. Yeah. You know, they well, want them like. Just for exploring ideas sometimes. Yeah. Not really like, oh, I stand behind this. Like, no, yeah. it's just questioning things even. It's crazy. Um, there's, you know, people have lost their jobs, wow. you know, getting doxxed. It's just. Yeah. Ugly to me. What's interesting is like the dystopian stories of yesteryear used to project a crazy government instituting all this kind of stuff, but no, we're just doing (laughs) Doing it it to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) To each other. (laughs) You don't even need some crazy dictator to be like, no more books. In 1984, (laughs) was it? In 1984, everybody was being monitored. Yeah, they were being monitored ourselves. And they were like deleting. (laughs) The big thing there also is that they were deleting words out of the dictionary to fit the. Yeah. The Big Brothers thing, and we're deleting whole concepts, deleting, deleting whole people, bro. <laughs> yeah. no, it's true. Oh, it's man. so true. Yeah, no, I remember reading 1984 when I was 12, and that book scared the shit. Oh yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's happening times ten. Oh yes, <laughs> and we're we're doing it to our, completely signing up for Facebook, allowing the Android. Will you allow this op to use and your like, camera? It, yes. And you think about what keeps you on, like you know, what keeps you on there. 
the likes, right? <laughs> that no, no, there's like a psychological <laughs> like study that suggests that. Like, How else am I going to yeah. talk to this person? Like, you know, yeah. Posting things for likes is addicting. Like, it oh, is. I got forty this time. Like, okay, yeah. you got to check back in. No, it is. It actually is. It releases um, endorphins. Yeah. Study, and it becomes like a drug. So people do get addicted to right. it, right? Um, yeah, we're doing it to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need the government anymore. <laughs> we don't need them. We outdid them. <laughs> this is more of an Aldo, Aldous Huxley kind of a thing, Brave New World, where mm-hmm. just the whole world is on crazy drugs and parties and they don't really stand for much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's the future we're living in. So, yeah. What? <laughs> what? What? Um, like right now in these times, how do you see like women uh, or feminism? Like, how is it doing right now? Well, <laughs> is it better? Is it a better time to be a woman now? C- c- like, mm. compared to everything, you know, in history? Well, I wouldn't say compared to everything in history. I mean, obviously, I think there was times prior to this where it was much worse to yeah. be a woman. I mean, women yeah. didn't have the right to vote. They didn't have the right to own property. They couldn't work. They couldn't even drive even a car. <laughs> yeah. Well, in yeah. some places of the world, yeah. you know. They still can, case, right? Yeah. yeah. Marriages also lasted longer. Hmm, I wonder if there's a correlation. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> you were stuck. You couldn't take care of yourself. So, um, do I think that there's still, you know, a lot of progress to be made? Yeah. I mean, I think of few things kind of have slid backwards we were just discussing earlier mm-hmm. like with how men talk to to women online you know yeah. or young boys are talking to young girls online it feels like sometimes it's getting worse not better you know, yeah. the misogyny factor of it all but um a, it's hard for me to say whether it's overall getting worse there's two schools of thought with feminism too and that's the thing you've got you know with school of thought that's like the liberal feminism and then you've got the school of thought that's the radical feminism and they also fight amongst each other really? so <laughs> you know it, it, who's going to win out I don't yeah. know liberal feminism is obviously more um, mainstream it's more accepted by the general populace radical feminism is not what are some things you would consider uh, like you said liberal feminism um, Just of like to get the distinct distinctions between both of them. Yeah, the two big ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. supporting sex work and um, trans rights. That's what you would consider liberal. No, so that's how well, radical. 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 Well, no, that's those are the two that they argue. Oh, oh I see. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay. So, like, radical feminism believes that sex work is inherently oppressive to women, and yeah. that they think porn should be abolished mm-hmm. and sex work should not be legalized. Where obviously liberal feminism more supports the it empowers women, and women yeah. should be able to do what they want. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then with like the gender ideology debate, radical feminism um, says, you know, women is a sex class. Women have been you know, press base upon their sex for mm-hmm. centuries and that men can't just become women <laughs> where, you yeah. know, liberal feminism is about, you know, men can transition to becoming women. They are now trans women. So th- there's these two different schools of thought and they don't really get along with each other yeah. very well. Uh, yeah. So y- when you've got all that infighting amongst your own group, I mean, I think it's going to be hard to really Pro- progress, progress in general. Yeah, I can see that. We, we talked about that with like earlier about how there's real issues but then we're focused on this other stuff that's oh, yeah. like in the way and mm-hmm. and, 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 and um, overshadows the, the bigger issues 
You know, women are still getting stoned in some countries. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like by stones, not pot, not weed. Listeners, <laughs> you know? It's it's amazing. It's like women are still getting stoned in some countries, and over here we're arguing over whether men should be able to transition into being women. Which yeah. which I, I if you want to transition, that's fine. But like um, yeah, I know there's stuff that you know, like I know women don't feel comfortable. Certain a lot of women don't feel comfortable with men, you know, or trend. You know, what do you call them? Trans women. Trans women. Trans women. Yeah. You know, and I get their point on why they don't feel, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. because usually a guy could just put on a wig, like one of those creepy guys that creeps in the DMs could put on a wig or whatever. I mean, unless, you know, it's possible. Yeah. It actually has happened. It's happened. Yeah. Um, In fact, there's the rates are climbing now of men claiming to be trans just so they can get put in women's prisons. Oh wow. my goodness. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, well, what did you think the end result was if you start allowing men to ID, self-ID as whatever they want? I mean, obviously vice versa, it goes the other way too. But as far as when it comes to safety issues and, you know, protecting women from predators, a lot of these men that are self-IDing now as women and asking to be transferred to women's prisons are in prison for sex crimes. Oh, wow. Of course so, they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's basically opening up a whole nother pool of people they can prey on. And so there's I mean, no escape. No, and there's no <laughs> escape. You're you know physically stuck here. So I mean, there are definitely some like valid concerns behind where some of this stuff is coming from. Yeah. Um, and I understand why there's been pushback on just you know saying people can just identify as however they want, right? Because there's real world consequences for right. that, you know. So that's my question. Are are there like newer like updated? Like levels of consequences for for men who do that, not as mean? far as I'm aware. Okay. At this point, I, I think the safest would be to say, well, you you can declare whatever, but if you haven't gone through a surgery or some sort of transformation, you're not going to. The, if your junk is still obviously male, you're not going to the women's prison. That seems to be common sense to me. Like if you go through the surgery and you make the full transition, then by all means, put put her. In a women's prison. I, I wouldn't I, put her for, for, with men, you know, because she is probably going to be ass- sexually assaulted. But if you, you know, if you're... If you uh, no would, longer, yeah, so like if a, a trans woman is in prison with all men, mm-hmm. yeah, I can Like post-surgery specifically. Right, right, right. I, I feel like it's safer for a post-surgery trans woman to be put... To be away from men. To be away from men. But like, than, but in, Because, with, yeah. if, you know, because if you don't have... The, the parts to to actually yeah. assault you cannot assault so just put up a woman but, but if you haven't gone through surgery then you should be just put with the guys just I'm, I'm, I'm just, that's my or thing. maybe like there could be a separate place because yeah the issue is that it's arguable I think yeah like just with people in general this is too hard guys let's switch the subject <laughs> oh don't be a I'm just kidding, it's, I'm kidding. It's, we should talk about no it. I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> this is hard because like what do you yeah. do especially because I don't I'm not the same person as these people you know no, yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm not, you know, I'm not in jail, but like I think I, that's a good point because in in prison, like they do become targets. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking yeah. about safety. You know. Yeah, like, that's important. Yeah. Safety. Of I definitely think these are conversations we need to be having, right? Like yeah. we need to be working towards finding solutions towards these things, especially as you know transitioning becomes more accepted in society yeah. and more people are you know going through with it. Um, I think the issue is right now, especially with on the left with the whole cancel cancel culture aspect is that we're not even being allowed to have these conversations and they're just being shut down. And so 
that's a scary thing it is a very scary thing so i'm all for like let's have these conversations man let's you know talk about this let's try to find solutions right like you mentioned you know maybe having a separate place you know where trans people can be housed in you know the carcerate incarceration system but you know or if they've actually medically transitioned yes move them into a female prison or you know vice versa but again like i don't pretend to have all the answers to this but you know these are things that people should be discussing we should be talking about this and we're being told we're not supposed to generally speaking you know by the leadership on the left and whatnot and the people that are like considered like the outspoken activists for the left and so that's kind of what my whole issue has been with why i'm like i don't know if i really identify as like being left wing or on the left anymore because i want to be able to have these conversations i want to be able to talk about these things yeah and we're being told we can't (laughs) so and it gets shut down it gets shut down like yeah yeah. (laughs) just having this conversation like you could take a clip of this and twist it around and say, oh, they're against, you know, the trans. Yeah. And then that'll shut down everything. You well, else. this is the last episode. This is the last right? episode. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thank oh. you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Sorry. We meant transmission, Bye. transmission parts and cars, not trans women, guys. That's what we were talking about. Just, just. I can neither def- confirm nor deny. <laughs> we discussed. We are in a shop. What do you think we're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Transgender politics. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is, it is a very thick subject, mm-hmm. you know, to comb through. Um, but what I will say is that, uh, well, actually, let me ask you. So you don't feel like you can identify with the left, but the right sure dang well ain't trying to have this discussion except no. for going, nope. oh, we'll have nope. this discussion. We're going to say no. <laughs> no, because they believe in rigid gender roles and mm-hmm. that men are men and women are women and you behave like a woman if you're a woman and you behave like a man if you're a man and that's the end of it you know mm-hmm. and they're not having these these conversations either obviously and if anything they're the ones pushing to like pass all these laws to like outlaw people being able to transition you know or get health care when they do and so close, I have an, cl- close pr- planned parenthood <laughs> i mean I yeah. have an, so obviously i have very strong issue and you know feelings about the i mean i was raised right wing yeah. so i know all their talking points and i know yeah. where they come from um, to this day, my parents were Trump supporters. Like, this is <laughs> my reality where I came from. So um, I definitely don't really feel like I have much in common with, with that side either. So, how, how was I, that during the four, last four years? We had a silent truce, so we just did not discuss certain things. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get on mm-hmm. sometimes. Because there are seven of us. So I'm the oldest of seven siblings. And four of us are pretty moderate to left wing and three Mm. of us are like my parents and Mm. very right wing you know conservative and so it's just like when we'd have family gatherings you know we just like yeah let's just not (laughs) discuss certain things that's the simplest way to do it yeah it is it's got to be weird so far right like it is because i feel like there's like whole parts of my life i can't even discuss with my family because they don't want to hear it and there's like a an an external thing dividing the family Mm -hmm. which is yeah there's an old school rule. There used to be considered impolite to discuss politics, mm-hmm. religion, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what the third one was. In polite company, like dinner at the dinner table mm-hmm. at a party, yep. you just didn't talk about politics. It. Yep. And this is why, right? Yeah. Like you can yeah. sit down and have completely passionately different driven ideas about who you voted for and still eat as a family. So, yeah, I mean yeah. that's yeah. There's exactly. a reason for some of those old school you know, uh, rules of etiquette and clearly they do work because I, I know some families don't 
have dinner together because mm-hmm. their uncle voted for Trump and we just don't want him around here. Well, there's a solution. Just don't talk about yeah, politics. Exactly. And I saw a lot of that too on the left. It was just like, let's just ax everyone out of our life that didn't vote the way we did or doesn't think the way we do. And I actually got a lot of crap for like not doing that with my family. You know, they're like, how come you don't, you know, you need to bring up racism with your family and this and that. I'm like, and what's the point? Yeah. Like, I was raised with these people. I know my parents think they're not going to change. And me bringing this up is not going Mm -hmm. to change anything. Like, if they they come to me and ask me questions, then I answer it. But I'm not going to volunteer, like, a lot of that information. Because all it is is it just starts fights. And it's not going to change their mind anyways. And why ruin a good meal? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, it's like, I've never been arguing with somebody on the internet and have them go, oh, I never thought of it that way. (laughs) No, you accomplish that more by having civil conversation anyways yeah. like if you do end up changing someone's mind like that happens through civil conversation and then wanting to be open to it if they're not open to it yeah i saw get it. a beautiful example of that happen here oh yeah where you identify christian mm-hmm. and then we had one of your friends you know uh well, i don't know if i want to say his name but actually he mentioned his beliefs uh uh aaron oh and he talked yes. about, you know, Satanism mm-hmm. and these guys have become friends and they have like completely <laughs> so different. Cool. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And they, they actually like you guys I talk, should hang out with him. You sh- yeah. Cause you guys had a conversation about like where your opinions are on like, a lot of different stuff and it was all different. And, and I was just, you know, I, I kind of heard, but you guys were like on your, like <laughs> over there. It's like, where do these guys go? It makes change numbers. Like what's, <laughs> you know? And now I see you guys are like on social media. It's like buddies. every time I post, he yeah, likes, yeah, and it's, you it's know, one of those. And then Aww. I like, and then, but you know, honestly, like after pandemic's over, I love to, to kick it with that guy, even though if you're listening, we don't, huh? If you're listening, Aaron, you know, I mean, even though we don't, we don't have the same. I mean, he's a he's a Satan, but mm-hmm. he explained to me, he was like, well, we don't actually worship Satan. Yeah. We're more of a collective group of atheists that do nice things for people, like, yeah. And he had discussed how they had like, uh, I guess they had. Uh, compiled a bunch of money together to, uh, so they could send art supplies to an impoverished school and I was like that's what my church <laughs> should be doing that's what they preach that we should and yeah. my church mm-hmm. does by the way <laughs> things like that I'm not saying the church I go to doesn't but I was like hey we yeah. have the same mindset we may believe in different mechanisms yeah. but we definitely believe in Poor, the same goal yeah, yeah. that's important yeah you know? no, I adore Aaron Aaron oh, and yeah. I have been god friends for like six seven years yeah. now it's been a long time but. i met him through jesus that's uh the name we yeah. had him on the podcast yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've yeah. met jesus a few times i don't know him that well but yeah he's Aaron. crazy yeah yeah so on the subject of of maga and such uh, you said you said sometimes the folks on the left would be like talk to your parents about race mm-hmm. like how I, I, out of curiosity how far on the bar are they because there's I, I there's a bunch of conservatives out there that would be convinced that racism is no longer a thing in modern America. And Trump is the furthest thing from being racist. Just like they say Trump is really Christian, although I don't know how they could believe that. Mm-hmm. Like, have they not listened to half the things coming out of his mouth? He doesn't sound like any pastor I've ever met. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, um, No, my parents are probably pretty much along that line where it's like they think, you know, racism is a thing of the past, mm. especially systemic racism. It doesn't really exist anymore. It's... Mm. You know, something that, you know, each individual person decides for themselves, you know, how they want to succeed in society with, which, I mean, yes, we do have some, some of it is our own individual drive, right? Like Mm -hmm. we can only make excuses so far, but at the same time, I do still acknowledge that there were systemic barriers that have been set up that still 
the effects of that still do exist to this day. And that's the kind of part that they don't acknowledge. But my parents aren't racist in the sense, like, they don't, like, call people names. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't use racial slurs. Mm -hmm. I've never once heard my parents use a racial slur. It's just more that kind of, like... I don't know if you would call it like polite racism. <laughs> I don't know. Like clenching your bag. Kind, kind of like the, people. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of like the, the, the characters from that uh, Jordan Peele movie, the first one that, that took off real well and was super successful. Get Out. Get, Get Out, out yeah. yes. Where it's like on the surface, they don't really seem, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's funny that you, you guys are talking about this. I, I experienced, I guess you could call this racism or not. Mm. I heard it. And uh, some comedian mentioned it. I, I reference comics a lot. I'm sorry. Mm. I can't remember what, what comedian it was, but it happened to me uh, in uh, Fairfield at a Rayleigh's. I was buying something, and then this white couple was walking mm. on the opposite side towards me. And uh, as like the husband looked at me, he said, "Hey, honey, let's have tacos tonight." <laughs> I guess I brought up. The, oh my gosh! You made him think of <laughs> like tacos. a Mexican guy. Oh, let's eat tacos tonight, which is not racism, <laughs> but you know, that just that's that's a positive race or prejudice thing, or you know, I don't yeah, know. Not I've, prejudice. I've, I've never had that happen to me. I've never had somebody been like, oh, I kind of want macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Like, yeah. Isn't it St. Patrick Day coming up? You know. <laughs> no, if he if he had red hair, definitely. Oh like, yeah. I kind of want. A Guinness <laughs> and some corned beef. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but no. Um, you travel a lot, or you did. Mm, yeah. You, you did, yeah. Up, yeah. What I wanted to ask in regards to that is, like, where do you think is the best place, uh, or I would say where feminism is more, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess you say accepted or in ingrained in the in the well i've never been there personally but i would say probably certain areas of europe yeah um, you mean not san francisco no not san i'm just francisco. kidding i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um out, outside of the u.s especially yeah. um europe i mean there's just in general they're more progressive than us um obviously not perfect um mm -hmm. and it really just each country still is different right and it depends which country you go to i would say probably someplace like Sweden possibly would be more um, progressive in that sense. Feminism would be more accepted. Um, I've heard I really good things about Iceland, surprisingly. Oh, yeah. You know, um, it also got one of the highest atheist populations in the world. Really? Well, yeah. Iceland? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. <clears throat> but as far as outside of that, I don't really know. I mean, I obviously know there's places where it's a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> a lot of places in the Middle East are not oh, places yeah. I'd want to go as a yeah. woman. I mean... <clears throat> Especially if I was born there. I mean, traveling would probably be a little bit different story. But, you know, being born in that society and raised, I would not be something that would probably be very beneficial as a woman. Now, that's a society ain't nobody trying to transition in. No. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. At all. At all. It's yeah. a shame. And it's anytime it's soon a, either. No. It's not. Mm -mm. Now, do you think there'll ever be a point in this nation's future mm -hmm. where... The, the movement, the organization, loose or either loosely or, or super duper, uh, what's the word I'm looking at, uh, constructive for feminism, do you think there'll ever be a point where there won't need to be a, a movement? It'll just be, oh, it's just it's respecting just, women is just normal. It's just a norm. Mm. You know? Mm. like Good question. <laughs> I, I really think that would require... Hold your breath. <laughs> fundamental tearing down of pretty much everything our society has been built on to achieve yeah. that. 
Um, you know, patriarchy is very ingrained in pretty much all societies throughout the world, and you know, some more so than others. But it would really just require, I think, a restructuring of the whole paradigm of how we think and view, you know, everything relations and yeah, yeah, just everything. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. You know, I think this is a struggle is going to be around for a while. Um, do I hope that that would happen someday? Maybe like two or three generations from now? Yeah. I mean, I would love that, but I don't know. That's the same answer I'd give if somebody asked me if I thought racism was going to end in the future. <laughs> I, I yeah. you know, speaking to the point of self-determination and, and versus systematic, um, my uh, supervisor um, where I work, he has a, uh, a master's degree mm-hmm. and a bunch of other certificates and he's African-American. Mm-hmm. And he has told me multiple times that it sort of gets under his skin, that he is the only manager of this particular uh, business, you know, because we have a bunch of sites all over the place, mm-hmm. um, with a with a master's, and all the other guys just have bachelors, and they're they're Caucasian, and he really feels like he had to have this master's in order to have this position, otherwise he wasn't going to get hired, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's the same, and even with the clients that we get, um, he always has strategically, he's got his master's degree, his certificate in this, his teaching credential, all that to prove, yes, I can do this service mm-hmm. with your student that you want to come work with us. Yes, yeah, see, look, look, there's a picture of me with the white kid and the Asian kid. See, I can do that. Look, look at me smiling. Mm-hmm. Look at the kid smiling. He's got to do stack all Stack of this proof. Stack of proof just to get them to take him seriously, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And because of the, the neighborhood that, that the business is in, it's mostly, you know, well, middle class and upper uh, Caucasians. And, you know, I'm like, wow. And he's a guy who's been all over, you know, Georgia. Mm-hmm. He's worked in, you know, he's in the Oakland school district before. And now he's, you know, elsewhere. I'm not going to say. But, you know, and it's it's definitely still pre- – he shouldn't have needed a, a, a master's to prove himself. He shouldn't yeah. have to point to that every time somebody – and then we had a, another guy who was sort of a co-manager in a slightly different position. Um, they will, the parents often would just refer to the other person, even though he's above that person, because the other guy was white. It seemed like they would just talk to him. Mm-hmm. Well, don't talk to me. Talk to him. Talk to, he's the guy in charge. Why are you talking to me? You know, this is one yeah. of those weird things. No, I, I definitely see that happening, you know, in your story that you just told me is not unique. I mean, the, to me, those are, are the leftover, like, aspects of systemic racism in the society, right? Like. Sorry. <laughs> um, we'll cut that out. I'm just kidding. He's <laughs> great at editing. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, there, people do feel like they have to prove themselves more, right? Yeah. I mean, even with women, we still have some of that, too. Like, mm-hmm. we have to have mm-hmm. more of an education. We have to be, you know, depending on what field we're in, maybe we have to be twice as ruthless as a man to feel yeah. like hey, we have to get ahead, right? Like, there's just... Um, definitely some of that left over in the society and i don't see that changing anytime soon you know i I see that in comedy like women comics you know they are you really funny like Mm -hmm. that that's the stigma Mm -hmm. with with women comics like or when you have an opportunity and someone's just like yeah duh you're a woman and i'm like no that's not (laughs) what i have that that gets brought up yeah 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 definitely yeah And, and aside from like what you can achieve you know just the uh (laughs) <laughs> like in a room, like being the only woman in, a, in, a, in a, any kind of job you work in, it's, it's, you know, you have that weird feeling, I'm sure, you know, you guys yeah. are 
it would be a weird vibe if you're like the only woman in a very male dominated field and yeah. you're like in you know in a meeting or yeah. something of that nature and if you're the only one and I don't I can't say I've ever really experienced that personally. I mean, I've always had other women that I've worked with in mm -hmm. my field. It's never been just me. But, I, you know, for women that are in more male-dominated fields, you know, like the STEM fields or whatever, I'm sure they come across that more often. And I can only imagine that would be intimidating, you know, to experience that. And um, I, Yeah, yeah. Now, as far as your field's concerned, you, um, I, we said this before we started recording, you're the first person I've ever met Um and it didn't even occur to me, well, of course, duh, there's real estate for Apple, but you, you do real estate for Apple. Yes, I um, do. Well, I mean, one of many, we have a huge team of people that work on real estate for Apple and Apple's divided into two sections. So there's the corporate real estate, which focuses on, you know, our corporate offices and the buildings we own, <clears throat> which is primarily IL, you know, Infinite Loop and Apple Park or the spaceship mm -hmm. as we affectionately refer it to. Mm -hmm. But, um... And then there's retail, and I work on the retail side, and that's all of our stores that we lease mm -hmm. um, for our Apple stores throughout the whole world. And we have like 700 and something stores right now. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I deal with the leasing aspect of it, so it's it's the lease renewals and the new leases that come through for all of our, our retail stores. Um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. It sounds a lot. like a lot. Now, how long have you been working for Apple? Like, was Steve Jobs still alive? No. When you were, okay. No. So that bastard was long gone. No. <laughs> uh, I've only been into Steve Jobs Theater once. I know. Oh. The theater, yeah. Mm. Which is pretty cool. It was uh, a tour, though, so it wasn't, like, during an actual presentation. Yeah. Mm. I would love to still do that someday. Of course, those have been temporarily suspended due to COVID. They're mm. not doing them in person right now. But, um, no, uh, June will be three years. Wow. With them. So, um, a good chunk of time, but definitely it was after Steve already passed. So, is it a very diverse? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my team, both the actual real estate leasing and then the finance, finance side of it, I mean, we've got people from all over the world that mm -hmm. work on our team, you know, from different parts of the world. So, very diverse. Diverse at the top, too, because you know, never really diverse. That is a little <laughs> bit less, I believe, um, just from what I'm, I'm trying to remember, because there's a lot of different people at the top in Apple. I mean, obviously, we got Tim Cook at the top, top, oh, but, yeah. you know, yeah. um, there's a lot of women, yeah. um, but as far as racially diverse, um, a little less so than really? I would like to see, but, you know, yeah. a work in progress, right? That, that's, that's how I feel at... Well, sometimes in my in the job I'm at, like, am I am I just filling in a quota? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Have you ever felt like that? No, not at this job. No, oh, okay. um, I really I am really good at what I do. Yeah. So I, oh no, no, I mean like at any job. No, yeah, and then in, in the past I've I felt like that could possibly <laughs> be the quota. case, but not here, thankfully. Right? Yeah. Like I feel like I'm actually contributing something, and I was hired because I can contribute something. Oh, for sure. But, um, but yeah, no. Especially when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just we need more women to work here. Okay, here's another woman. Now, with what you do, like you know, on, on online, mm -hmm. do you ever think because you you don't hold back on your opinions? Do you ever uh, think about like the repercussions, like mm -hmm. work work wise? That's why I don't use my real name online. Genius. And that's why even now I just gave you my first name, especially since I am talking about the fact that I work for Apple. I don't yeah. want people to know, you yeah. know, 
or at least I'm going to make it very hard for them. To yeah, out definitely. Who I am, like they'd really have to dig. Um, Apple has like a hundred thousand employees, so wow. there's a gazillion Rachels. Good luck. And that is still scary though, because you know we have freedom of speech. Yeah, but that could jeopardize. Absolutely, especially since Apple is very much about wanting to look very progressive, mm-hmm. right? They they don't want to tolerate anything that they feel might be anti that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you definitely have to be careful what you say. And that's why, you know, for me to be more open, not that I feel like I really am saying anything that's anti-progressive no. or bigoted or anything like that, but or super crazy. There's no, not, no, no, but people can construe it that way. And especially with, with the cancel culture of what's going on right now, especially in social media. Mm-hmm. So I just have to play it very carefully. I don't want to give people more information than yeah. they, you know, need to try to figure out who I am and and do that. So, well, no one watches this podcast, so you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Except for our two, fans, for our two in fans in Canada. And I guess and one in Ireland, Ireland now. <laughs> we got one in Ireland. Yo, whoever you are, O'Shaughnessy, McAllen, whatever. We appreciate you listening yeah, to the exactly. Boys Party. Keep going, yeah. lad, and let more. That sounds Jamaican. That sounds Jamaican, by the way. Well, I am black. So oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um. <laughs> um, you you did mention uh, um, you wrote you you wrote or you're going to work on writing um, articles. Yeah, that's something that's like I want pending? to work on and okay. is pending. Um, since I went back to school to work on my master's, it's kind of taken oh, wow. a backseat. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I'm writing a lot of papers for that right now. So you know, yeah, you can only write so much without getting burnt out. And it's great right now with like social media. There's so much you know you can get draw material from mm-hmm. the stuff there's a lot of stuff that i i've actually learned through you that i didn't know were a thing really? i mean I, I can't list all of them right now <laughs> but like i remember you mentioned this uh incident where this shooter who hated women went into some university oh yeah this was in canada this in was canada. actually like 30 years ago or something i want to not say. that long ago no it was a long time ago oh well, 30 years ago okay yeah. i'm forgetting they have guns in canada well, they do, but I think this may have been before a lot of the more modern gun laws were enacted. I don't know. I'm not do you know where familiar. in Canada? I don't. Do you want to tell people a story just so they understand? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm out of the loop here. Um, I know. I forgot you guys don't know the story. I'm like, wait. Yeah, <laughs> no. So basically, I want to say it was like 20 to 30 years ago. It was definitely a while ago, but mm-hmm. a lone gunman shooter went into an um, engineering class on a campus. I want to say it was in Toronto, but don't quote me on that because okay. I really don't know for sure. I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. Um, he told all the men to stand up and leave, and they did. They listened to him and left, and then he shot all the women that oh were left goodness. because he said that they were ruining the world because they were not doing what they should be doing as women, which is staying home, taking care of their families, blah, 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 you know. Did any of them survive? <sighs> I can't remember. I want to say no, but oh maybe even a couple. I do believe most, if not all of them. It would be interesting if any of them survived um, to hear yeah, from them you know, their happened. story. Yeah. I would love to, like, actually, if there was a survivor. How many women? I want to say it was, like, eight or nine. Just ten, maybe. It he was, had a handgun? I don't remember. Mm. The, the gun. That's crazy. That they all just, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, let me and, grab my stuff and I'm out Yeah, here. and the men just left. Not, not one man stayed to, like... Defend. Defend the Not one man even a group of them tried to take him out like they all just got up and wow. left and they left the women there and he shot them because he said basically you know they're cowards they were taking the men's jobs right like 
being in the STEM field, you know, being in engineering, but they were taking the men's jobs. And he just had a lot of, I guess, hatred. Basically what we'd probably call like an incel yeah. know, today. Yeah. Like, yeah. didn't have that term then, but. That's. Yeah, so. That's crazy. And it's not an isolated incident kind of a thing, you know? No, where like, no. Yeah. And, and this happened during a time when. Was it the. You the, know, like. The 90s, 80s? I would say, I think it was the early 90s. Early 90s. Early 90s. Yeah. And, and that was a time when, and, and. Just to be frank, where men, air quotes, were expected to be men. So yeah. all those men walking out of there just basically said, turned in their masculinity yeah. card. Like, oh, I ain't protected nothing. Bye. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I guess they were. Yeah, no, that's terrible. That's horrible. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Um, Is there any, like, public information on, on the guy? Or, or I, the story in general. Yeah, like his oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you can probably or... Google it and find okay. more information about it. It was just I had come across it talking to some other women, and then I think I had posted about it. I think. Yeah, and I remember you, you and I about were it. talking yeah. about it, and so it was more fresh in my mind yeah. then. Yeah. Now I'm like a little rusty. Uh, it, it, details, it like, but yeah, that it was, was the gist of it. It was sick. Like what? Like no one tried to. Yeah, I'm leaving. Then like shaking, you know, yeah. run in front of her or something. 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 You know, throw a. Because I mean, that's him. if he's aiming at them, that's the perfect opportunity to take him out while he's distracted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. No, it was so. just you hear these stories sometimes about these people that just do such heroic things when shooters come in, and that was not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, at all. And um, I think the more surprising thing was this also happened during a time when you know school shootings, and I kind of consider it that since it happened at a university, right? Yeah. But like school shootings weren't as common as they are now. Like we're just hearing about them all the time or mass shootings in general mass right? shootings yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah because school shootings were not uncommon especially growing up in richmond we kind of saw you know yeah. like yeah if not a shooting if the shooting happened in the school it was not related to any student it was like you know someone running <laughs> right yeah right mm-hmm. it wasn't like the kids and right. that's, that's the distinction to make here there's a difference between a school shooting that occurs because there's some sort of criminal gang warfare yeah. thing and they just yeah. happen to pass yeah, through it, it just yeah versus or it was an actual student who had beef with real gangs outside of the school right. and, it, mm-hmm. and then you know but that's different from all right we're in a non-crime-written yeah. gang-affiliated territory and i'm just going to pick up a gun and shoot all my classmates because yeah you know, that one girl said no or yeah. because no one talks to me. And I'm not saying that, like, these kids that did this weren't suffering from some sort of extreme clinical depression or they needed to talk to someone, you know. But it it does strike me as very horrifying as much as it does happen. I mean, is there any way we can get to these kids before they do something crazy? Like, yeah. can we identify that's... these kids before they do something nuts and help these kids before they... Well, that's like the latest one, the 19-year-old or whatever that shot up at a FedEx in, in oh, Indiana. Yeah. Like, his mom had reported him to the authorities, I think yeah. it was like a year ago, for being a potential danger. She wanted him to watch him because he did have, like, severe depression, and she was worried he was either going to kill people or take his own life, and look what happened, even though it was reported. Oh, wow. He still did it anyway. The, the Columbine huh. kids too. They they mm-hmm. had they had um, been, I think, suspended or something for bringing guns to school already once, mm-hmm. and they filmed um, a, like a Matrix style scene in school, which scared a lot of the other kids. Mm-hmm. And you know they didn't do anything about it. And then once it did happen, one of the one of the parents. I don't know if you're familiar with the like one of the parents called in. It's like I, I heard about a school shooting. I suspect my son, who is involved in the trench coat mafia, that's their yeah. group name, <laughs> said he might have been involved. I just, you know, 
just no. put it out there and it turned out it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. The thing yeah. that gets me with them too, from what I remember, that like they had like plans and all kinds of stuff in their rooms and like I'm guessing their parents must have never went in there and looked That's at the, any of the stuff in their room. Like yeah. I don't know about you guys, but as a parent, like I go in my kids' rooms quite <laughs> regularly. Yeah. You know, I mean it's yeah. not like I'm like going through all their like personal stuff. Right. But You're not looking dear diary. Today. Yeah, no, I no, was no. Thinking. And it's crazy that that's rare. Yeah. You know how close you are with your kids. Yeah. Like I, from what I see, not all parents are that well, close. Well, they have no clue what their kids are like yeah. thinking or up to, or even who their kids are as people. And I'm just yeah. like, you wonder why they aren't getting the help they need. You know, whether it's you know mental health you know, cause they're depressed or whatever. And mm. then they end up resorting to doing these things. But I just remember when I was young, cause when was it like 99? Uh, yeah. 98, 99. Yeah. When yeah. Happened. yeah. So I was like 13, 14. But mm. I remember when it happened, like thinking like their parents didn't know. Cause I, yeah. maybe cause my parents are just always all up in my business all right. the time. <laughs> so I just thought it was so weird. I was like, they had all this stuff about what they're planning to do. And like, even like drawings for like bombs and stuff like in their room and their parents didn't notice any of this. And they made those videos, those creepy videos. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it where they're like shouting into the camera. Mm. They're saying all the evil shit they want to do. Yeah. And it's like, like, you see your kids doing that? Like, oh, oh, Timmy, he's just playing. You know? Like, no, that's not just <laughs> that's playing. That's not just playing. <laughs> Mommy's okay. a little psychopath. He's 17. He's all grown up. Yeah. Hey, macaroni's ready, Phil. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. come on. Like, oh, gosh. That's, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's difficult to go be, be a parent, man. It I is, can imagine. But you really have to make an effort to like pay attention to what your children are doing, and just and also learning and knowing who they are as people. But I guess it requires like actually giving a shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> wanting to know, you yeah. know, who your kids are as people, and wanting to know who they are yeah. as a person, and actually, I guess, enjoying and appreciating them for who they are as people. And I think a lot of people just have kids because they think that's what's expected of them. Yeah. You know, and then there's this disconnect. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it varies, right? You have some people that still practice the old children should be seen mm-hmm. and not heard. Mm-hmm. Do as you're told. But it's like, that only goes so far. You got to actually get to know your kid. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, they're, they're only going to listen. They're going to listen to you better if they know you're coming from a place of love when you tell them, you know, no. Anyways, like when I tell my daughter, no, I don't just say no and say, because I said so. I'm like, I'm telling you no, and this is why. And here's the reasoning behind why I'm saying don't do this, you know, because you could get hurt. This, you know, I, I go through an explanation process with them, and usually by the end of it, they agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to tell yeah. them not to do it. They choose not to do it themselves mm-hmm. because they understand where I'm coming from. And like you're mentioning, the, that old school way of thinking, which is, you know, pretty similar to how I was raised. It was just like, you know, you do what I tell you to do because I tell you to do it. I'm right. Don't yeah. question me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like that is not conducive, especially with teenagers. And if they're anything like how I was as a teenager, the more you told me not to do something. The more they want to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yes, yeah, that's how it was. And luckily, you know, for me, well, I mean, I guess this is kind of a toxic thing with my mom, mm. but I would want to go out. She would uh, go, go ahead, go ahead. If you get shot or if this happens <laughs> or, you know, just, you know, I'm not going to come get you. Um, you know, like, okay. Like, uh, like, uh, you're going to end up like that cousin. You see how he fucking shakes all the time. And like, you're like, okay. She had like a, you'll see kind of attitude. Oh yeah. Like, big time. Yeah. Oh, you'll see. You'll see. Like, you'll see. Go ahead. Go hang out with those losers. Like, yeah. You know, if, if he's got beef with someone and they see you with him, when they see you, then they're going to shoot at you. And I'm just like, 
I, we're gonna go to be watching the new guy. You know? <laughs> we're gonna go to the movies, yeah. mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I, you know, I, I said to my coworkers, I said, look, when I when I finally have biological kids, I say that, but biological kids of my own, it's gonna be like, uh, I'm gonna, I know that when the teens, I don't know what kind of music they're gonna be listening to in 2040 or whatever year this will be, <laughs> but I'm just gonna be all like, look, I don't want anyone listening. To classical music in my house That is the music of the devil <laughs> You are not to listen to jazz either That is the music of the devil's nephew Just so my kids in their rebellious phase Would be like Don't tell dad we're listening to Bach yeah. Living on the edge Listening to <laughs> Fats Waller on the piano Fats Waller I got this Miles Davis bro <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> no, reverse yeah. psychology. Reverse psychology. Yeah. <laughs> Is that actual instruments that, in my you, house? Are you eating zucchini, you motherfucker? Like, <laughs> I told you, no vegetables. This is a vegetable I know. home. Since we're on the subject, I'm actually curious now as to like how, um, like how schools approach like mental health sort of things. Because I know that schools do have counselors, mm-hmm. but let's just say for some reason, like the counselors there at the school maybe they because like I've been to therapy and like it didn't take one person like I went Mm -hmm. through a couple so I like I'm kind of curious as to like how they would go about that if like the school counselors aren't Mm. um a good match or something like if they would take care of the bills like outside of do the schools do that Mm. depends on the school I can tell you where I work uh at Kennedy we have, um, you know, we have the school psychologist and then there's also the, um, the YMCA that's attached to us has, uh, mental health workers there. Mm-hmm. And there's usually two to three counselors, uh, per year. I think the max we've ever had was about four, mm-hmm. um, mental health professionals and you, you, there's four to choose from. So if you, and it's paid for via, I'm not really sure. I think it's paid for via the state if the parent can't afford mm-hmm. or doesn't have health insurance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll sub, if they'll sublet them outside of that, but it, that, that's kind of the closest that it comes to because technically the YMCA counselors are not school district employees. They're mm-hmm. Y employees. They're Y care. Oh, so. okay. mm-hmm. Well, I can say personally from my daughters, cause they both meet regularly with the school counselor once a week. Um, they both have ADHD, so they've been on an IEP program since first grade. Um, and on top of that, one of my daughters suffers from bipolar depression. <clears throat> so I actually had the school counselor call the cops on her one time for um, being suicidal. So when hmm. she actually did get put in the hospital overnight for, um, I guess, telling the counselor at the school that she had a plan to kill herself. So wow. it's not the first time I've gone through this with her. Um, she is like a roller coaster. She is up and down. Um, but I mean, I don't know how much that really answers your question per se, but they do seem to be pretty involved okay. with like their mental health, generally speaking, not just related to the school. And if mm-hmm. they do notice something, I guess, you know, being a mandated reporter, they mm-hmm. will say something. So I assume my daughter's you know, which I hope that, of course, that never happens. But if one of them was talking about wanting to plan something violent or she was worried she would be violent towards other people, she would probably also call the cops for that reason as yeah. well. You know, mm. so I think they are kind of on top of it, at least at the school my kids go to. Mm-hmm. I can't really speak to any others, yeah. but, you know, so. 
that was definitely a fun night. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. Mm. But I mean, it's, my daughter was mad at the counselor. Oh yeah. But I was appreciative because I was like, she's doing her job. Like, yeah. This is what she's supposed to be definitely. doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I know you hate the hospital and you don't understand why she did this, but you know, it also was a wake up call for her. It's like you know, don't just call you know cry wolf like saying yeah. you're going to commit suicide just to yeah. get attention this is what's going to happen you know and mm-hmm. that is what happened and she's been much better about taking her medication and like you know staying on top of that and talking to her therapist since that happened and i haven't had any incidences since then this was back in october last year mm-hmm. so this is like the third time that she's mm-hmm. you know claimed she wanted to kill herself and oh my goodness yeah, so good times with that, but I was very happy with the counselor's response. Unfortunately, Definitely. that counselor left in January, so she's no longer with the school. Aww. She has a new one now, but the new one seems to be good, too, so yeah. I'm happy so far. But. Do you think about her a lot when you're not around her because of that, your daughter? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're always on my mind, though, anyway. Oh, bet, I'm always yeah. worried about them, but... Yeah. Um, they're pretty stable right now. You know, I'm not really like, cause they're home right now when mm-hmm. I came out here. Um, and I'm not really too worried about them doing anything at this point. And it's funny cause overall they're pretty good. Like they never sneak out, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, they don't do drugs. Um, one of them like tried some of my champagne once like behind my back <laughs> and got a massive headache and I said well that's what you get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like they overall are, you know I, maybe it's because we do talk so much and they're pretty open and like I don't judge them about a lot of things mm. so maybe that's part of the reason why like they don't really go out of the way to be bad I don't know oh, yeah. but you know they, they're pretty much homebodies that's good yeah, you know I laying yeah. a good foundation for them oh yeah awesome. oh I'm yeah i'm trying <laughs> yeah no. so how has distance learning been for them as an instructional aide i know that a lot of my students in the iep program have not taken too well to it's been hard it's been hard for them um their grades are actually a little better than they were when they were in school and i don't know if that's just because they're trying more or they care more because this is the first year of high school too so like in middle school they just by like eighth grade they were just like oh i hate school and now they're actually like not hating it Mm -hmm. but it's funny because my son who's in actually in the gifted program he's not in the IEP he's in the gifted program he's finishing fifth grade and his grades have gone down this year since Mm -hmm. being in the distance learning and he really needs to be in a classroom because I think he's more easily distracted outside of it and you know he's told me I want to stay doing this oh no you're not staying doing distance learning (laughs) you're going back in the classroom (laughs) sometimes the gifted students let's get you vaccine right now easily yes you know and that's the thing they need to be challenged and he's like because he's well him and i are like peas in a pod he's like me it's so Mm. funny like raising my daughters because mentally and emotionally they're a lot different than i am and my son is like my twin so (laughs) i know how he thinks and i'm just like yeah you're like me you need to be challenged like you need to be doing rigorous work because yeah. you will get bored. C- can you imagine going through this that they're go- that the- these kids are going through when you were a kid? Because I thought about that a lot. Like, I would have been loving this. <laughs> well, I was homeschooled. So oh, I mean, this was yeah. like my reality anyways. But then, then we didn't really use computers right. back then because this was the 90s. But, you know, like I didn't go to school. I didn't interact with kids every day. Yeah. So it was a little bit. For a, a period or just. Kindergarten through 12th grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's and it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just what tell did, you that. What did you imagine that like regular school was like? 
I thought it was or, more fun. Like, yeah. have actually have more friends, and have oh, a social man. life. Yeah, it was fun. But, now that I think of it, especially I never wanted to be there though. <laughs> you especially know? in elementary school, where everyone's friends and they all get along, mm. and then sixth grade happens and it becomes Game of Thrones real quick. Oh yeah, <laughs> I saw that with my daughter. Like, <laughs> they went to middle school and it was like totally different world. Oh like, yeah. Oh. So. Yeah. But um. um we we we've been going longer than an hour now. I don't know if you've noticed. No. It's been longer than an hour, and I don't want to keep you up. Um, no, it's okay. I want to, I want to say, you know, overall, like, what's been today's message, or what message do you want to <laughs> give off to our listeners? Oh my God! Because because we we touched on a lot of different stuff that you like go into with great detail. That's why I can't wait for your your articles to come uh, out. Oh, yeah. Um, just be yourself. Um, always question the status quo. Don't be afraid to question things. If something seems like it doesn't sit right with you don't just accept it without questioning it um i was always a scientist geek at heart i mean my first major when i was in college was um anthropology i was a physical anthropologist switched my last year to business whole different story um (laughs) was pregnant with my son economy collapsed figured it was the best best um route at that point in time for supporting my family yeah more money we made in that yeah Yeah, Yeah. exactly so still one of my regrets because my passion is science. i love science and that was my passion but you know did what i felt i had to do but that that's always been like my motto in life is just question everything and i feel like that's the only way you can ever really find the truth is you always have to find it yourself yeah and don't just take what people tell you at face value and don't just believe something because the masses believe it right like so i guess if there's any message (laughs) (laughs) it would be that because that's just pretty much the core of who i am as a person so awesome love it love it yeah Love Again, it. thank you for coming and sure. talking to us finally. Uh, well, not, you know, we finally said it out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, well, hopefully your employers don't, you know, watch this. I, we, I mean, we didn't say anything that crazy no, today. but I'm not bad-mouthing my company. I'm actually no. very happy working for them Definitely. here, by the way. So yes. I will say that as well. But yeah. Yeah. Apple would like to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are open to contact, it. Contact Rachel. <laughs> right. Uh, All right, guys, that's been The Voice Party. We're out. Out.